Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So this week was the halfway point for the short session of the Virginia General Assembly. All these folks, Republicans, Democrats, the staffers, the lobbyists, everybody at the state capitol, Uh, The still relatively new governor trying to figure out how to get his stuff through. And Republicans are working very diligently in the Senate to see if there's a way just to peel away a couple of Democrat votes and maybe give some wins. Not so much for Glenn Youngkin and Republicans, but for (laughs) the average Virginian who wants a break out there. State Senator Mark Obenchain is with us this morning. You think there's a chance... In a pretty contentious, heated election year where some of the Democrat senators will say, "Okay, the tax cuts, we need to get this passed because it gives us a a, a win, too, to go back and talk to our constituents about it. Any hope there? Well, first of all, it's good to be with you this morning. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a tough nut to crack. Many of these Democrats are facing challenges from the left and uh, they're apparent disdain for the governor seems just to be driving them to a frenzy why do they hate the guy so much i mean he has been so nice to them senator obenjane he's been over backwards to not just continue to be you know flipping his middle finger at him i mean he's he's a christian and he's tried to reach out they still seem to hate him he's a hard guy to dislike i mean (laughs) he is one of the nicest guys whether you agree with him or not i mean virginians just seem to overwhelmingly like the guy, whether they're going to vote for him or not. But uh, the Democrats in the Senate just have this hysteria that has driven them to oppose anything that just has a whiff of uh, his support. I hope at the end of the day that they're going to want some of their priorities in this budget. The governor has put a lot of money into what things that all of us support, like mental health and Uh, those are just such important priorities in education that in order to get that, they may have to fold on some measure of tax relief. I mean, it's pretty pitiful when uh, you're going to hold uh, hostage tax relief uh, and uh, the possible risk of losing you know, incredible amount of money that could go to make a real difference in the lives of people who have mental health needs or uh, for educational system. Uh, it just seems like a bad bet on their part. 
Help me understand the process here. It, you, you have a two-year budget for Virginia, right? And that's already passed, so this is amending that or adjusting it? I, I'm a little confused yeah, about yeah. how it works. So last year, we passed a budget for two years. We're right in the middle right okay. now. But we found we've got $3.6 billion of unanticipated uh, extra money. All right. And that's money that can go to fund priorities that we haven't been able to fund. Uh, one of the priorities for the governor and for me is giving some of this back to the taxpayers. Right. Uh, but there are a lot of other things. So if we do not pass uh, this budget bill this year, uh, it isn't the end of the world. We're not going to shut down. It's not like Washington. We've got a budget for mm-hmm. these two years. It just means that that $3.6 billion of additional money doesn't get allocated. And some of it's going to go to the Water Quality Improvement Fund and to other funds that uh, are designated to receive extra money. Uh, and, you know, there's only so much money we can put into the Water Quality Improvement Fund. So, um, you know, that's what happens. So if we can't come to an agreement, it's not the end of the world. So it's even better to hash this out and try to figure out a way to come up with a compromise Um, and not just play politics with it and then run up against November and point fingers. But uh, the the pressure is off. Let's get something done here. I just the, 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 the intransigence is kind of concerning. Yeah, it's a win-win situation for could, could everybody. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we we really need to get the job done. People expect us to do it, and uh, there's no reason we shouldn't. They ought to start work this weekend. I mean, we mm-hmm. know what's in the House budget. We know what's in the Senate budget. Uh, we know generally who the conferees are. There's no reason they need to wait until the 11th hour. So I hope that they will begin work uh, this weekend on trying to hammer out the differences. Okay. Um, we're talking to State Senator Mark Obenchain, who's been through many, many sessions, has uh, experienced many, many different governors of Virginia. It Was it just me, Senator Obenchain? We talk about how nice Glenn Youngkin is. That press release that came out this week when the Democrats blocked and removed some of his nominees to different boards and groups. That's the first time I thought, oh, now, see, Glenn Youngkin's getting mad here. He's he's actually going from nice Jesus to angry Jesus, flipping over the tables in the temple kind of attitude. And I don't blame him. You know, these people that he appointed seem very qualified and normal and legitimate and kind of mainstream. It's not crazy right-wing extremists, and the Democrats treated them that way. What's the vibe on that issue? Yeah, I mean, it was a sad day when uh, we had on the floor of the Senate uh, people reading anonymous letters and allegations. Heck, uh, one of the uh, appointees was to the uh, Board of Education, an Indian-American immigrant, came to this country in 1993. She was accused of being racist mm. and a white supremacist. Oh, my God. Uh, it, 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 was, it, it was terrible. And, so this is this lady, uh, um, Suparna here, Dutta? Is that her name? Yes. yes. Why, why would they go after the, her? I would think that would kind of be off limits. To, she had the temerity to stand up for uh, South Asian kids hmm. uh, being rejected from Thomas Jefferson School in Northern Virginia, uh, because of uh, you know because of a, a desire to uh, uh, to uh, 
adopt quotas and right. change the uh, admission standards. Uh, she's she's a, a wonderful example uh, for our kids, so, a wonderfully qualified engineer. Uh, there's no reason she should have come off. But more importantly, you know, these uh, candidates, these appointees, you know, they were given no process. Some of them were removed uh, on the floor of the Senate. Mm. Uh, they were given no opportunity to uh, address any of the allegations that were made against them, many of which were from anonymous sources, which uh, you know, just is the last refuge of cowards. And uh, I just uh, found it a really sad, sad uh, exercise. Can you imagine if Republicans removed a person of color, a woman of color from a, a role like that? I think the press would erupt and the Capitol would be in disarray. And I think, you know, that's got to be a two way street. How how can they go after this lady? I looked her up when I first saw it. I was like, all right, is this one of. You know, I'm a Republican. Is it one of our crazies? <laughs> and then the more I read about her, it's like she is she's super. What is the problem here? So I'm I'm glad you all are making. I'm glad Glenn Youngkin's mad about it because I've been waiting for him to reach that point where something would where he would feel like they've crossed the line with him. And that press release made me think that it's happened. Well, and, and but, but John, it's not it, this one wasn't personal. I mean, Glenn Youngkin can you know, take kicks in the shin from right. the Democrats uh, directed at him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we got into this game voluntarily and we know that uh, it comes with slings and arrows. But these are people uh, who are volunteering their time, volunteering their service, uh, who are being besmirched yeah. without an opportunity to defend themselves merely for allowing them their names to be put forward. And uh, yeah, I, I'd be, I am mad and I'm glad the governor's mad too. Yeah. What's the story that's underreported that you keep picking up the times dispatch or the Virginia Mercury or the Cardinal news and you're, and you're thinking, why are they not covering this? That's, that's flying under the radar that needs to be addressed. You think? Oh, for uh, golly, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, I, I, I think that, Many of the uh, the big policy issues are uh, being covered. I think that the uh, undertone, the the thing that is driving a lot of uh, you know intransigency, is uh, the prospect of primaries looming out there. And you know we have uh, a lot of my colleagues. You know they're in the same district with each other. <laughs> Well, yeah, we've got some of that. Yeah. And I'm, you know, one who uh, has been placed in that situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the, uh, particularly in Northern Virginia, there are a lot of primaries, a lot of incumbents who are being challenged by, uh, by, by others who are not incumbents, not double bunked uh, incumbents. And uh, I, I think we're seeing a lot of challenges from the left. And I think that's creating some of the uh, uh, some of the uh, policy differences that otherwise we'd be finding a way to work out. We spend a lot of time solving problems in normal mm-hmm. years, uh, but they've got to cater to the left that, wing, so that that precludes the ability to get in the room and say, "All right, let's work out a deal here," because they're scared that the crazy leftists are going to attack them, and then they then they're out. Well, they're being held hostage. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, that's that's a problem. 
So anyway, I, look, if we're going to, uh, before we run out of time, I also want to say that yesterday uh, we had a couple of stirring tributes on the floor of the Senate, and one was uh, a memorial resolution that was passed for your dad. And uh, uh, Jack Reed was a great friend, a great member of the House of Delegates, great educator, um, great family, uh, I would add. And uh, uh, I really uh, valued his friendship. Uh, he was a crusty old guy, and uh, <laughs> he, uh, he didn't uh, uh, tolerate fools very well. But uh, he was a great legislator. Uh, he had a warm sweetheart under a uh, sometimes tough exterior and uh it was uh it was uh nice to uh be able to participate in uh that uh passage of that memorial well, resolution you, you so, were very kind mother my my very best and, my mom uh, was surprised I, when we heard about that yesterday and i thank you and and senator donovan and your colleagues for doing it and you know it's interesting that you're on with me today because if my father were here to hear that, he would say that it was your dad who brought him into Republican politics uh, when, he, when he was running for the Senate. And, uh, and he still, we would talk about your father before his passing um, yeah. with great well, reverence. We were Chesterfield County people, too, back then. Yep. So uh, I remember those days, and I remember uh, your mom and dad from uh, – the late 70s so i remember those <laughs> days fondly well thank you for for uh, that very nice tribute uh, yesterday and for bringing it up today you're kind to do it and i always well, appreciate it when you come on the show well it's good to be with you and uh, i enjoy it so thank you very much for what you do every day i'll be at the capitol hope i'll see you in person uh, next week thank you yeah you bet we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.